And now, the conclusion of episode three of The Briefing Room with special guest, Lisa Crown. Touch a little bit on, for those of our listeners who are new to real estate, or perhaps maybe they have been doing this for a while, I want to kind of transition into helping out some of our realtors who um, maybe they have started a brand or maybe they know this stuff. Maybe they've already been in the game for a while. They know that they're executing these things and they're doing well and they're, you know, they've kind of hit a plateau, you know, in their career. Um, what are some of the activities, in my opinion, that everybody should be filling their day with? So you said time blocking. What should we be time blocking for? Like, what does a day of Lisa look like? Well, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, I, I'll say this, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, um, some of the things that should, the parts that should be in there. It works for anybody in sales or any business where they're trying to promote themselves and get people in. And I'm trying to do that too, as a coach, you know, right. I want to brand the coach and I want to get people in. So it really works in any scenario. I mean, even if you're a car salesman and you happen to be listening to this, I mean, you want to get clients in, these are things that we need to be doing. Prospecting is literally the core. Okay. Mm. It's the center which means you got eight hours in a day. This is my ask. My ask is that you spend one hour a day picking up the phone and making phone calls of prospects mm. every single day, non-negotiable, which means I'm giving you seven hours to do whatever you think you got to do. One hour of prospecting cannot, it's not negotiable. Mm. So when you're bringing your excuses, this is what I want to ask you. All those people that bring excuses when it's time to do your power hour, let me ask you this. What's really going on? What's the truth? There's something up there. I'm afraid, rejection. I don't feel like I bring enough value. I don't know how to deal with the rebuttals. Then when they tell me no, I'm like, okay, bye, thank you. You know, I don't know how to combat the no. I, that discovery interests me the most, okay? I'm not impressed by anyone going, oh, I'll call an hour a day, no big deal. I'm impressed by the people who are willing to go. You know, what gets me is when they say no, I get stuck. And because of that, it makes it hard for me to make those calls. You want the no's. Think of me in my early on story in the 90s. I got nine no's to my one yes. And I was mm -hmm. If you don't get the no, if you don't get a lot of no's, I got news for you, you're not prospecting enough. Okay, that's your cue. And that's really, really important. So prospecting needs to be done every single day. It's non-negotiable. I don't care where you are in the business. If growth is on your forefront, you need to be prospecting one hour. I need one more hour out of you. It doesn't have to be back to back. It could be in the morning, one could be in the afternoon. There's one more hour where you're in an execution mode of sending out text messages, sending out emails, sending out videos, um, you know, and, um, and, 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 and doing things in a different communicational form. Okay, whether it be like live video, like I, I want you to have one hour where there's other forms of, of getting out to the masses, you know, mm -hmm. and that those two productive hours there are, are to me, ultimate musts. The next thing I would say is you got to be active on social media right now more than ever. I would say even my husband's 94 year old grandma, she's on Facebook. I mean, everybody's <laughs> locked down. They're all on Facebook. Okay. Right. Everybody's there. I love Instagram too, but the truth is deals are happening on Facebook. People are connecting, they're filling their pipeline. They're getting active. They're, you know, it's a perception where people see you doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, the realtor, I just sold my house last, last October and my realtor, she put a post yesterday. Wow. Wow. Do zoom listing presentations work? She just keeps putting the wins, the positive. She just keeps putting that up. 
you know, and reinforcing that in her community. So it's a must to be active on Facebook. And I would say two to seven posts a week. I would say a post a day keeps the competition away. Um, so I would say that's your, that's your door knocking right there. That's your calling on offices right there. You know, it's your, it's your virtual, you know, connection to people. This is how we're going to get that exposure and that visibility. Um, I would say challenge yourself to go live. It really helps with the algorithm on social media, go live, you know, get yourself exposed and get out there. I would say you have to identify your goals up front in your average day. How many Zoom one-on-ones do you want to have? How many where you are either a sales executive trying to get in front of a realtor or a realtor trying to get in front of a consumer? Let's say it's two. That means your prospecting efforts have a goal. When you're on those two hours, your goal is to set two appointments You know, each day. Maybe it's four days a week, so it's eight for the week. That's your goal, and if you fill it, don't stop prospecting. You got mm. next week and the week after and the one after that. I always advanced up to about a month out, you know, or more if needed be. It never bothered me. I was worth the wait. That was my theory. Ooh, you know, if I don't good. handle this business confidently, how are they going to absorb to me? Mm. You know, and that's the reality. I didn't need to beg and kiss butt and try to shove them in tomorrow. I literally was like, I'm going to help you grow your business to a whole new level. Right. And it comes with strategy and it comes with execution. I'm available next Thursday at nine. Does that work? Yeah, no, that's really good. And I want to drill a little further into to what you just said about um, to to me the so when you're doing all these prospect things and you're you're calling these people and you're you're getting the appointment, the only way to know what that number is is to know your numbers, right? And and I was hoping maybe you could shed some light on that. So if I if I, I the only way I know that I need these two appointments is to know that. It takes me X amount of appointments to get one deal. I need X amount of deals a month to hit my annual quota. So I know on a daily basis, these are the amount of appointments I need. Um, can you kind of yeah. talk a little bit about the importance of that and how far do you go when you're learning your numbers? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tap on that too. And then I have a few more to add to my yes, daily please. thing. I want to finish that. Sorry. Um, I could say this. To me, there's a conversion ratio. It's a percentage that you're really looking for. You should be converting between 50 and 35% of your action. So if you're calling 100 people, you should be between 15 and 35 people of reception, meaning you got your goal out of it. And that's the truth. And if you're not, let's say you're under your, four, your zero to 14%, then your messaging is off. I mean, it just talks to you. That's the whole beauty of it is that wherever you fall into the category, it just talks to you. You know, and so that's kind of the number basis bottom line that I, um, you know, attach to and see those results. And again, if it's not between those numbers, then something's wrong with what you're saying. And that's where I would be making a shift and change. And that's something if your clients are listening, Josh, that they can talk to you. You're really good and creative about, you know, kind of making the words work. Like I gave you a script once and you go, oh, my God, I love the script. So I'm going to change this line and this line. Tell me what you think, coach. And usually when people do that, I'm thinking, oh, my God. You know, I love when people change things because it changes in a way that I don't feel it's going to work or they change it. I say to them, change it, go, go do it. Call me back. Let me know how it goes. Because if it works, then I'm in. If it doesn't, then let's go back. To me, when I listen to your script change, I go, it, I love it. I even told the others, write that down. That was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to hear you execute because I felt the click. You guys, when you're doing stuff, you got to feel that click. And that means like, okay, I believe that. I could say that right now. And that's a believable thing which I love. Um, yeah. Let me go back really quick. Yes, please. On the things that you should be doing in a day, you should be getting your mailings together. Snail mail is working right now because 
you know, of all the situation, they don't want door knocking. People are getting their mail. They might be grabbing it with their gloves, but they're getting it and going through their mail and reading it. Um, they have a lot of downtime, so they're reading it more. So if you guys are mailers, I would say it's worth the financial investment. And if I was a realtor or I was a title executive, I would be doing that. Um, I would also say managing your database. Your database is the foundation, like that, when I said about farm earlier, you gotta know your farm. Mm -hmm. so the farm should be updated, should be clean, precise, and ready to be worked. Um, so make sure your database is good. Real Geeks is a really great company that Josh, um, you know, has is a vendor partner of ours where this automated to me, I love automation where it's like, here's my database, touch on them 30 times. Okay. Bye bye. And they just handle it all. I love that. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is making time for follow-ups. That's a really big thing. Following up. Follow-up is the magic in this. I have a podcast called Get Real with Lisa Crown Podcast, and it's called WTF, you know, because I like to cuss a little bit. Um, I know you know what you think it means, but what it really means is work that follow-up. And so it's the importance of following up because that is the magic. We always want to know what's the magic, what's the secret? Mm -hmm. What's the secret? We're at all time. So the secret is in follow-up. That's where the secret lies. So you got to make time for that. Here's one more thing I want to talk personally. I want to make sure you're eating three meals a day. I want to make sure you're taking a break. When you're on a shutdown plan right here, you got to make sure that you're stepping outside and enjoying the sunshine. That when your kid goes, mommy, 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 I know sometimes I want to be like, and I do, you know, but I also tell myself, give them grace. This is a new change for them too. And they're used to being at school and with their friends and doing their things. So it's give yourself break times throughout the day, um, you know, and be cautious of, of distractions. I always, you know, try to be really cautious of the distractions, say no to distractions, say yes to every single thing. But I do want you to make time where I say, you know, if you're good and, and you're quiet when mommy's on this podcast right here, then we'll do playtime later and we'll read and we'll this or that and play with dolls, you know? And so, and, and it's only a few minutes, but those minutes really impact our children and impacts our soul as well. And then, you know, what time's dinner? I have an everyday day planner. It says it right here, six o'clock. I got to go deal with dinner. You know, it's like I time block everything that I want done as an appointment and when I highlight it gosh I feel so accomplished and empowered at the end of my day and that's the feeling we're yearning for mm. when do you do that is that something you do in what? the morning of every morning or is that something you do on a Sunday time you're time, time blocking block? mm -hmm. okay pre-shutdown I did it every Sunday so every Sunday I put forth my day then every morning I wake up and I give myself three to five minutes you might want to write down the stat three to five minutes of looking at your day planner saves two and a half to three hours of wasted time in your day because you are figuring it out. You should have drive time in there. This is pre shutdown. Drive time's in there. Make sure that you're really good on your time. Like if you're going to lunch, block out an hour and a half, like really put the right amount of times in there. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's super important. This is pre, like I said, pre shutdown, things would be different. Um, be in there. And so I did it on Sunday. Shutdown time, things have gone haywire. You know, that's just the truth. It's just a show over here. <laughs> I mean, they can help right now. I just bought a house. We're going back and forth to our houses, like moving stuff. It's nutty. I do it daily. Now I'm like, look, what do I got going on in the day? The other thing I'm really adamant about is no white spaces. White spaces tend to lead to a spin out. I'm trying to avoid days where you lay in bed and go, what the hell did I do today? I'm feeling down. I'm feeling depressed. And you know, you could feel that energy by being 
proactive, being productive and taking action. And you do that through this guy. I'm telling you right now, if you took away my day planner, my timer, my to-do list and my victory swipe, I'm a hot mess. Hmm. No joke. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I, I don't think I would get my stuff done without my uh, my daily task list. So I know I don't know how I was able to get things done without this before. Mm -hmm. This is this has been definitely something. I, I really like what you said about not leaving any white space because that's how it is. I think that once you leave too big of a gap in your in your day, then it's too easy the next time to you know when it comes time to do something. Oh well, you know I can just save that for tomorrow, and that does it starts just a downward spiral. So mm -hmm. um, really good stuff. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, you know, it's not often that we get to have, uh, somebody with a national following, uh, on here and you've given us so much of your, your knowledge and your tidbits and things like that. And so I really just, the, the last question that I have for you for our listeners, before we move into the four that you don't know about, uh, <laughs> is going to be, what do you think is the best source? So a lot of realtors that have come to me, they've said, how can I generate more leads without spending more money? Right. That's a big one. And you used to be in title sales. I'm sure that was something you guys got a lot too. is how can I get more clients in without having to go pay Zillow for the same leads that, you know, X amount of people are paying for. So what would be your answer to that? What's your quick answer to that realtor that comes to you? What would you tell them? Well, similar to the farming tactic that I had earlier, because I set out those ideas because we're in shutdown mode, you know, maybe I come back on the podcast when we're all set free and we get to go back out there because I have different advice. But the truth is, it is social media. It's free. It is calling. It's free. It is texting. You know, it is dealing with your follow-ups. People who saw properties in all the year of 2020, get on the phone with them right now. You know, mm. if anybody's a title sales executive and you worked meeting with agents in the first quarter for the first time, get on the phone with them now. It's about the follow-ups, you know, there's follow-up programs. You should design a 12-step, you know, 12-step, um, uh, like taking down the lukewarm lead or the warm lead where you got 12 different touches over a six-month period. So every two weeks, dropping one down, those are free. They're just little touches and different things like that. But the branding, circling back to the branding is a big thing, getting yourself out there. And honestly, you can print letters out on your own computer um, and, and put them in the mail. And it's worth the investment of that small fee for even bulk mail, which is cheap if you do it through bulk mail or EDDM is smaller, you know, it shrinks in cost, but mm -hmm. it's a great way of doing it. But honestly, if someone has, I mean, I remember this one guy um, when I was in title sales, uh, he lived out of his car and he was a realtor and he came in every day in a suit, lived in his car and he had no money. He didn't have $1 and we built his business to, you know, when I, when I got out of sales, he's in a Mercedes, he has a fat townhouse, money in the bank, got a woman, like he just totally <laughs> lived it up. And with him, we did those tactics. You know, we were, got him active on Facebook. He did door drops, which was a big thing for free and would print it out like on Xerox, like the yellow paper and black writing. I mean, there's just things we could do that are so no cost. I mean, when I got here in the 90s, remember, there's no phone, there's no text, there's no video, there's no Facebook, you know, there's, there's none of, there's no bomb bomb. There's none of these things mm. that help us connect and do business and get our messaging out. I mean, like, wow, 2020, even though we're in a shutdown, we're still, I mean, imagine if we were in a shutdown in the eighties. Yeah. We'd be really screwed. I think so we'd have another an baby boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Take care of the, those free portals 
that are dot connecting people left and right. And, you know, honestly, even starting a next door or a community, a Facebook private group page community and giving your messaging out there or doing a Zoom happy hour, inviting people to that. Like if you're a realtor and you're listening, you know, invite people to that. That's a very smart, clever thing to do. Now you're doing a happy hour with no, you didn't have to pay for the food and the contest and the whole thing. So right. there's a lot of great stuff to do. For sure. I like right, it. Thanks. I like it. Well, let's move into, uh, I hope everybody's been writing this down, but if you still haven't grabbed a pen, grab it now because these are the four questions I'm the most excited about. Uh, and we, we were kind of brainstorming them before. We were like, man, let's get some good ones. So go ahead and fire them off there, Ricky. All right. So the first question being is, uh, what's, what's the best book that you've read in the last year? And what are you currently oh. reading right now? Best book that I have read in the last year by a mile is Relentless by Tim S. Grover. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That book knocked my socks right off my feet mm -hmm. because he, first of all, he's the coach of Kobe, was the coach of Kobe Bryant, uh, rest in peace. Michael mm -hmm. Jordan too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I used to do his titles. I will, I will say, um, you, you know, what? Oh, I would say I would do. I think it says my. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, my mic went out. I didn't hear anything. I'm sorry. I like heard hello. I was like, hi. Um, I would say also Michael Jordan. He was his coach for Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, all these big time legends in the basketball and, and world. And he was a basketball coach, but that's irrelevant in the fact that he takes his mindset his tactical ways that he worked with people, his analyzations of people um, and, and, and how he got them and learned from them and they learned from him. And it was, oh, I mean, chills ran mm -hmm. down my spine. I will be reading it again. It was so phenomenal. It doesn't matter what business you're in. If you wanna hear at the highest level, okay? It's at the highest level of relentlessness and pure, or pure God, I want a really good word here, but really it's organic talent being mastered. Listen to that book. Yeah. Mm. Well, he also talks oh, about in that book as being a, a cleaner, a cooler, and uh, what's the other yeah, one? A closer. closer. Yeah. So, yeah, you listen to it. I love that so much. <laughs> I am listening to books right now. So I've got um, What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. I'm dead smack in the middle of that one. And also Never Speak Difference um, by Chris Boss, which highly recommended by Josh. So I'm in the middle of that negotiating book as well. We made that one our um, book club of the month. So we're on to that. So I've got two books um, I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. I, cool. I watch a TED talk with Chris Voss and just the way he talks and, and how he describes everything. It's, it's truly yeah, remarkable. Yeah. You could, yeah. you could see why he was. And another one that's at a high level in mastering his craft. This guy's like a ninja. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yep. I yeah. That's who I would want. To, to come negotiate yeah, anything I need to negotiate. Yeah, right. Call this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Call if I if I'm ever held hostage, Chris, if you're listening, you're the one I want. That's it. All right. Get that done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, for the second question, um, who's the uh, who's the biggest influence uh, or influencer in your life? Yeah. So. Um... 
my biggest influencer in my life, so let's say, let's go back to 1998 just for a sec. Sure. There was the number one title rep in, I almost want to say in the nation, but he probably came close with three people, but in California for sure, he was number one. His name is Gene Bleeker, and he's the one who got me into title sales. I worked at a bank and I was a bank teller and he would put forth his paycheck in the 90s and they were huge. I mean, 25, 30, $40,000 checks in the 90s is gigantor. It's gigantor now, but back then you got to get that scope right. of what that yeah, money yeah. was. You work at a bank, you're not allowed to talk to people about their money, but I was like, Gene, like he would wait for my teller line. And I'd be like, I need to ask you something. What do you do for a living? You know, and I have to know. And he's like, you know what? I don't even know. Like, I'm kind of like this real estate gigolo. I literally <laughs> put real estate agents in a freaking, we go and have fun together. I give them a couple tips and tricks. They use me loyalty and this is loyally and this is the check. I'm like, I don't he's like, come interview me when you interview with me when you graduate college. So awesome. he was really a big inspiration for me, to be honest. Um, and through my career, because I've had so many incredible leaders to me, I am really, really fascinated by people who lead a team with strength and then with the willingness to like link arms and learn from them. And that's mm -hmm. something I want to instill in my people is that um, I love to lead, but I love idea sharing and I love encompassing others' thoughts and and perspectives perspectives and I love that interests me and so a great leader to me is someone who inspires leads and then also is open and mm -hmm. so I got that along the way I mean honestly Steve George along the way was a huge inspiration for me um Rod Gordy was a huge inspiration and Steve DeLaviaga these were super CBD. inspirational people in my life that along my career path they they were a great leader, but they also allowed me to shine and, and were open to my ideas and what I was doing in my life and my business. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Good answer. And I was kind of nervous about that one. Cause I didn't know if we were going to put you on the spot too much where you didn't want to leave anybody out, you know, but I, I, that was great. Thank you. I did. And if I left anybody out and you're listening to this, you're in here, baby. You're in here. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, third question. So what do you think is the single most important sales activity anybody in a sales role could do on a daily basis? Prospect by a mile. It's funny, prospect by a mile. If Can I do a slash, a dash, or like of a course, parentheses? Yeah, time block. Mm -hmm. So it's like prospecting, yes, but time blocking also. Like I feel like I gotta, I'll put a slash so I can get them both in on the one answer you're giving me. But those two are non-negotiable not optional. You will live your life in a shit storm. I'm guaranteeing you if you don't have your plan put in place and you're not executing out the action step that gets us the opportunities. Mm -hmm. That was good. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of ties into the fourth question here a little bit then as well. Um, because the fourth question is, is what's the, as a new realtor, what's, what's something that obviously they, they should be doing on a daily basis, which you know, I'm assuming you're gonna, it's prospecting, right? Because that's, that's ultimately the key. Well, let's back up because we did say prospecting and time blocking, which they got from question three. Let me give them a different answer on four. Okay. I want you, if you're a new realtor, I want you to go interview 10 mega realtors. It could be in 
the state of Florida, it could be in other states, it could be, you know, I have a network of agents across, you know, the US and, and tapping into interviewing people that doing their exact job. When I got in this role, I told you all that I, you know, interviewed 10 realtors. I did. That was part of it. But I also interviewed three of the biggest mega sales executives in California. And I picked their brains and I took them to lunch and I paid for it. And it was, excuse me, it was the coolest experience because I took a little bit. I took a little piece. I took a little bit. I looked at that going, yeah, that's a no. Oh, and that's a no. And uh, no, no. But the bit and the piece and the book created the start of, of Lisa Crown. So if you're listening to this, no matter what, if you're a car salesman, go to the top car guy salesman in all the area or in another state and interview them. If you're a nail gal and you're getting into doing nails, you got your own station, call the top nail people that are book solid and ask how and why and what are they doing? These people, people want to give out their their wisdom. You know, that's what I'm doing today. I want to give you that because I want to touch someone else who's new because I was new. I was there and we didn't have these portals and these awesome sales executives like Josh that are sharing a community of knowledge all over the place. These are the things you take in and that absorption is going to help you choose yay, nay, and execute. Hmm. I thought they were going to be four personal questions and we were going to have a little bit of fun. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one of them was kind of personal. personal yeah, it, yeah, the influencer, right? Yeah. yeah. My The reason is I the the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Pop is on, right? So I, I love that book. I read it when I, I also worked at Bank of America and I was in car sales. It's funny you've used those two things because those are the two things that I did prior to this oh, as yeah. well. Uh, and so that book, it really changed my life. And one of the things they said in it is, what is the one thing? What is the one thing you can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary? And I've always loved that question because it's so true. Let's just get down to the one thing. And to me, it sounds like that's time blocking slash prospecting. That's it. Those it's two not. things go together. Oh, it's not. No. What is it? Different question. That was answer to number three. The one okay. thing you should be doing in action. Mm. The one thing you want to know my Gary Keller, one thing. Yes. It's your confidence. Ooh. It's working on this guy in the, in here and the, in here, you don't have that in play. Then all the other stuff is completely irrelevant. Mm. You got to know you, you got to feel good. You got to be able to give eye contact, firm handshake. You got to master your craft and know your tools and know what you're pitching and know why the person in front of you would be crazy to use anyone else but you. And when you sit there and you feel that and that rushes through your veins and your and your messaging, you win. And that yeah. is my one thing. Well, there you go. That's yeah, the, that's and the I don't gold want, piece. Yeah, I don't think we should say right anything there. else. That was it. Yep, that, that was, was it. awesome. That was it. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> drop it, Lisa. That was great. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I, I've been looking forward to this. It's funny because we finished up our last episode and I was like, all right, who's next? And it was like, boop gotta be Lisa. We need to get Lisa right now with everything we're going through with what people are stuck at home. People are, you know, reaching out, just asking for things and you brought in all the tools. So thank you. Thank you so much for having, uh, for, for joining us on our show. I look forward to seeing Absolutely. you again soon. And, uh, to all of our listeners, I hope that you got a lot. If you need to, you can follow Lisa, where can they find you on social media real quick? Lisa 
Crown on social media or I'm at Coach Elsie and that's E-L-S-E-E on Instagram. And I also have a podcast called Get Real with Lisa Crown. And you can find me on Spotify, Podbean or iTunes. And if you do, please click subscribe. All right, awesome. perfect. So thank you very much for joining us in another episode of The Briefing, the Briefing Room. Room. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks. Love it. Thanks, you guys. Bye.